I think like the rich man in the parable, we often find that you know, our plans uh, aren't exactly played out the way we would envision them. And so was my past couple of weeks preparing this sermon for you. That my plans, and I had actually preached on this same chapter not too long ago, um, were laid to waste through death, as was this man's plans in the parable of the rich fool. And yes, I'm a hospital chaplain, so it would come to be expected that occasionally you were encountered death through uh, a patient or family that's encountering a crisis and you would be ministering to those individuals. But death played out in many different ways for me over the past couple of weeks, and it was actually quite startling to me, as it might have been to this man. It began, um, actually the week before last, with an ICU death. I'm sorry, an emergency room death. A man came in in distress and actually had even um, passed before he got to the emergency room. And as I was coming around the corner to the emergency department, not even knowing that this was going on, I I ran into the doctor and the nurse um, manager of that day for that department as they were walking into a family room to let this family know that this gentleman had died. Now that's not something that's out of the ordinary for a chaplain, but what was out of the ordinary for me was the similarity of this gentleman to me and my family. Being of the same age, his children being of of very similar ages, his wife very similar age to to my wife, um, and to know that his life, just like that without any warning, was over. And then seeing the response of the family, the utter despair that it threw them in, And at the same time as it threw them into that despair, not being able to understand or grasp what had just happened, there was also the clinging together of one another, the looking out for each other. And in this teenage boy that was in this family, seeing this teenage boy who was, I think, 15, my son's 14, who in one moment he was a child, utterly devastated and needing his mother to hold him. And in the next moment, he was the man saying, Mom, we've got this. Dad's okay. He's in heaven. we got to look out for Caroline, who had gone off to college, and make sure she's okay and not driving right now. So having, having one foot both in his childhood and yet now being thrust to be the man of the house and trying to lead the way. And I thought, that would be my son. That would be him. And so suddenly life changed for this family, and my mind started to think about what ifs. What if this were to happen to me? I was coming home Monday from work, and I don't know if you recall Monday. I don't know how bad it was in Mount Pleasant, but as I left work around 4.30 on Monday, I I go up 41 through Monk's Corner the back way, and then you take 402 from 41 over to Monk's Corner. And it started to pour down rain. It was sprinkling when I left here, but by the time I got onto 41 across the bridge, the Wando, it was absolutely pouring, and it poured the whole way, almost all the way to my house. Shortly after you turn onto 402 off of 41, there's two sets of railroad tracks. The road's fairly straight until you cross past the second set of railroad tracks, and it's quite curvy the rest of the way. And I was in a line of cars of about six, And the car in front apparently lost control. I didn't see it happen because they were around the curve. 
But as I, as we all slowed down, me thinking because it's pouring down rain, the car that was in front had hydroplaned into an oncoming car. So you've got a car going 60 one way and another one going at least 60 the other way in a rainstorm and a head-on collision. And seconds after it happened, I around the corner with the rest of the cars and have to come to a stop and try to make my way around the wreck with a scene that you could only describe out of a horror movie. So I won't describe it because of who we have with us today. But you can imagine how bad it was. There was no doubt that the driver of the small car was no longer spiritually a part of this earth. And it threw me. It utterly broke me down. I turned around. I passed, there was a school bus behind the wreck. And I turned around to try to see if I could get out and help. And traffic bottled up on both sides. And there was a fireman amongst the group who had gotten out and called for help. And then the emergency vehicles were coming very quickly. And all I could do was pray. There was nothing I could physically do. All I could do was pray. But in an instant, in a second, the life of that person and the life of the family and friends of that person had changed immediately. And so is our parable today. Life changes in an instant. And Jesus asked the question, what's truly important when the chips are down? In the parable of the rich fool, and in, even in the um, real discussion prior to that, so we have a real event of, of a man coming up to Jesus saying, I need you to judge this dispute between my brother and I. He won't divide his inheritance. Tell him to divide the inheritance. So apparently the brother is the older brother and had inherited everything from the father, but would not share with his sibling. And Jesus says, who made me the judge or arbitrator over you? It's an interesting word because the word is literally divider. Ask my brother to divide my inheritance. And Jesus says, well, who made me the divider? What's interesting about that is by the time you get to the end of this same chapter, Jesus literally says, I have come to divide. Families will be divided. But we, what he has come to divide is not the material world, but the spiritual world. He has come to divide those who follow him from those who don't. And his division will cause a division in families. Because when you follow Jesus Christ, people come against you. And sometimes they're people that you thought were on your side. Sometimes it's people that you thought would always accept you no matter what. But when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you take a risk with that. And Jesus asked the question, is that risk worth it? Is that what's truly important to you? The wealth we have on this earth or the wealth that we're storing up in heaven? And so he shows an example with the parable of the rich fool whose foolishness led him to store up the crops. Now the foolishness itself wasn't the fact that he was rich. The foolishness itself wasn't the fact that he even stored up the crops. Because this is exactly what Joseph did prior to the famine in Egypt. At the direction of Pharaoh, Pharaoh said, take over, take over the land and do what you think is right. And Joseph stored up the crops for several years. So when the famine came, he was prepared. 
The difference was the man was storing up the crops for himself. As you saw in the proverb, blessed is the man who shares or sells those stored up crops. So the man was storing up everything for himself. The foolishness was in his greed, thinking that this day I will be happy for a long, long time to come because I have all of this. And God says, fool, this very night your soul is required of you. This is the night appointed for your passing into eternity. And you have stored up all of this and yet stored up nothing for the kingdom of God. So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. So last week, there's the man whose family was so close to mine. And then Monday, there was... I'm sorry, I can't even tell you who the person was. The, The person, I could not describe you the person because you couldn't tell who the person was driving the vehicle. But a person whose life ended instantaneously that shook me up, caused me to go home, to hug my wife and my kids and say, I love you. And then Tuesday, I get a phone call from a pastor of another church um, that knew me and knew a, a mutual friend to say, did you know that, and, and for anonymity's sake, I'll, I'll call her Sue. Did you know that Sue died? I'm like, no. I'm 54 years old and Sue is seven years younger than me. No, I didn't know she died. Well, her funeral is on Friday. I hadn't seen her in years. I didn't even know she was that sick. It had been so long since I saw her. But I went to the funeral because I wanted to put my arms around her husband. And I wanted to go over and see her and pray for her. And so I went to the viewing and I went to the funeral and during the service, the memorial service, and it was this mutual pastor friend that did the memorial, several people got up and spoke about Sue, including her own husband and her daughters. She had three daughters. And I thought, this is the richest person I have ever met. Not money, but in the words that people poured out upon her, in the love that they talked about that she gave back because she lived every single day of her life concerned about the people that didn't know Christ yet, whoever they were. It didn't matter. If she met you, she poured Jesus into your life any way she could. Most of the time, it wasn't via Scripture, although sometimes it was and it was praying together. Most of the time, it was with the actions and the love that she showed those individuals. I was blown away at how honored this woman was in numerous communities, in Somerville and Ravenel and Charleston. And I thought, that's what really matters in life. And I realized, God, you're, you're causing me to live the parable That's my prayer for us. Not that people in your life would pass or that you would experience suffering and crisis and tragedy, but that God would implant the parable within you that no matter how rich or poor you are, it doesn't matter. Be content with that, it says in Timothy. Be content with whatever it is that you have in way of food and clothing. And know that God is pouring other riches in your life. People are the true riches of our life. 
and how we pour back into their souls. The parable concludes that so who is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Our richness toward God is in Jesus Christ and the salvation he gives us and our calling to introduce others to it. May you live that this week as you go from this place, pouring whatever it is that God gave you back into other people, helping where you can help, loving where you can love, and making a difference in the people that God puts in your life. Amen.